The Florida Gators made some much-needed changes to their strength and conditioning staff, and we're going to talk about that here today on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being Lockdown Gators, your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast and on YouTube. Happy Thursday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants, Century, NFL 33. Download the game time app, create an account, use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. And we're going to get right into this because the Florida Gators have made some, again, much, much needed changes to their strength and conditioning staff. Mark Hockey is out as the strength and conditioning director, I guess, if you you want to call him that. But New York Giants strength and conditioning coach Craig Fitzgerald in. And I know that there were people when the announcement came out like Friday, uh, maybe Saturday that there were people sharing the list of injuries with the Giants, the Giants injury report from this past week. I think it's important to remember that that field at MetLife Stadium is one of, if not the worst, field for injuries in the NFL. Every year, there is a major player from another team that gets injured Tears his ACL usually, and they're put on IR, their season is over, and a lot of the time it goes to, well, it's that damned MetLife turf. So I don't fault Craig Fitzgerald for that. Hell, in fact, I'll put it the other way. Um, I will go ahead and say that this is the first time in a long time that Giants running back Saquon Barkley has remained healthy for the majority of the season. I'll take it. <laughs> if you can keep Saquon healthy, then man, you're a miracle worker, aren't you? So I will say that. But for me, the big reason that I think this hire really came for the Florida Gators with Craig Fitzgerald was simply put, Craig Fitzgerald with a very long resume. He's been coaching for, I think, 25 years now, uh, or he's been a strength and conditioning coach for about 25 years now. He was at South Carolina under Steve Spurrier, the old ball coach. So for me, if the old ball coach approves of him to work there, and Steve Spurrier, while Craig Fitzgerald was the coach there, was so very publicly praising Craig Fitzgerald for what he did with the strength conditioning program and started leading South Carolina to success that that program had never seen before, and he credited that a lot to Craig Fitzgerald. And, and sure, a lot of it comes down to players. Um, you look at corners this year being just straight up soft. That's not all strength and conditioning. And again, I, I'll say this. I don't think that the previous regime was all bad. They weren't, they weren't good. 
but they weren't all bad. They also did things a, a unique way that I think did impact the game and did impact development here physically because I think when you look at some positions, which we'll talk about later, but, but the trenches obviously felt soft, felt weak the entire time. A bunch of guys were just getting blown off the line of scrimmage. Um, the, the best guy as far as meeting at the point of attack and making a play was Cam Jackson at, at nose tackle. His development wasn't done at Florida. So the guy who held his weight the best was the guy who wasn't from Florida. And, of course, Desmond Watson, but that's a completely different story there. So for me, Craig Fitzgerald gets approved, but also looking at what Mark Hockey did, I, I look at some of the players that did get better. I, I look at that tight end room as a group that really physically developed. We know that they mentally developed, and a big part of that goes to Russ Calloway. Hayden Hansen's been on the show multiple times before, and he's talked about that a ton. But And maybe this is just as someone who, if you've watched this show on YouTube during the 2022 season, and you watch it during the 2023 season, I think that just, just looking at him through a camera, there is a significant difference in size from Hayden Hansen as a true freshman to Hayden Hansen as a redshirt freshman. I think specifically, again, I'm just going to use Hayden for the example here because our list got bigger. Everybody got bigger, more defined at tight end. They just got better. The way that Florida did things was that they would have specific position or position specific strength and conditioning coaches as well in the weight room with them. And so I think tight end, they got it right. I think at far too many positions, they got the hires wrong. You know, you, you can't be right 30% of the time. You have to be right frequently in order to succeed in the SEC. And so for me, I think, yeah, looking at Hayden, he got his shoulders specifically, like again, sitting in camera, his shoulders specifically got way bigger than they were in 2022. Standing next to him from uh, first time I stood next to him was in 2022 during that at the Utah game. And then seeing him at the pro day last year and then seeing him, uh, after the Arkansas game this year, he's he's considerably bigger. And there was a lot of guys who did get bigger and did get more defined. Um, but there was just far too little consistent improvement across the board. And I think that with Craig Fitzgerald specifically, given his experience, given his NFL experience, his resume, I would expect a much more well thought out, more serious and straight up more proper and professional approach to these things. And this isn't like looking at, I, I go back to the video that just drove me crazy uh, prior to the 2023 season was Eugene Wilson, the third Trey Wilson, who we all love, but watching him do his squats drove me absolutely crazy because it was something like it was like 500 something pounds and i don't even have to if you're watching this on youtube i don't even have to leave the frame to show how low he got because he literally just squatted a little bit and then stood right back up and, and everybody's like yeah go nuts 
there is a difference between your teammates being hyped for you and your coaches, your, your strength and conditioning coaches, your strength and conditioning staff being hyped for you for something like that. Your team, first off, when I was in high school and when I played semi-pro and we were lifting, uh, nobody cheered for a not complete lift. And this isn't a knock on Trey. This isn't a knock on the team. Again, I just want to say nobody did that. When your strength and conditioning coaches are hyping that up, I think that's a very good indicator of what is going on on that staff or what's going on in that weight room. I don't fault Trey for being happy that he squatted that. I don't fault the players for being happy that Trey squatted whatever it was that he half squatted. That's like, I, I think I made the joke when he happened. I can bench a thousand pounds. Just the down part. I can get a half. I can get a half rep. I can get a half rep there because I, I could get just the down part. And for some people, that's good enough, right? Like that's that's what we're doing. We're just we're just chalking it up as you succeeded there. You you fought the coaches there. You fought the trainers there who were hyping that up because players, I don't expect them to know better. Trey Wilson just got on campus at that point. He had just gotten there. He was there for what, a month or two? I don't fault him for not having the same standards that you need to be great. I don't fault the teammates for not having the same standard that need to be great. I fault the coaching staff for not saying, oh, no, none of that. None of that, none of that half squat. We're not going to celebrate that. Like, cool, great, good for you. You, you got a half squat out. Like that, that's, that comes down to the strength and conditioning staff. And for me, I think that that is what I'm looking for with Craig Fitzgerald as making the change to be a genuine, serious strength and conditioning program that I know he will make Florida. I don't know how long he'll be here, but I'm fully expecting we're going to get weight numbers from the start of this season, weight numbers from the start of spring ball, and then by the time regular season rolls around and we get those weights again, we're going to see some guys where it's like, holy crap, people have 20 pounds? And we're going to be like, all right, maybe it was the previous approach that just simply put was not SEC quality and not SEC caliber. And that's where I need Florida to improve. And, and they're making continued improvements there. We'll talk about the other change that they made recently this week to that strength and conditioning staff here in just one second. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by Game Time. We are in the middle of bowl season. There's New Year's Six bowls going on. We had some fantastic bowl games earlier in the earlier in the week. Odds are, if you live anywhere in the continental United States, there's a chance that you might be able to go to a bowl game if it's near you. Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals, so you can go look up if there's any games near you. And do that. The game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. Terms to apply that's code locked on college for $20 with game time. So download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily 
and free wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. And the Florida Gators made another change to their support staff, we'll say, by making Jake Sankal the team's new nutritionist. That role was previously filled by Kelsey Gomes to lead, or Kelsey Gomez, to lead Florida's nutrition program. Jake Sankal comes to the Gators from the Washington Commanders. And this is just another change for the Florida Gators where they go, all right, you know what? Not enough. Like Jake Sankal has eight years of experience with the Washington Commanders. He joined the team as a nutritionist uh, and I believe assistant strength and conditioning coach during the 2016 season. He, again, will be replacing Kelsey Gomes. And he's got, a, I think, a weird, eh, weird, weird comes off as a negative, a, a different approach to how things are done with how he's handled things with the Washington Commanders. I'm assuming he's going to handle things a very similar way. Like he was part of the nutrition he was part of the strength and conditioning there. He worked with the other strength and conditioning staff, uh, strength and conditioning coaches on staff. He was there a, a part of all of it. He went with the team chef and started prepping meals and planning things with that. I think it was a more hands-on approach than you generally see from a team nutritionist, which I, I, I will say Washington, not bad on, on the physical strength front of things, but I did speak to a former Florida Gator and a former Washington commander, same person, that had absolutely nothing but good things to say about Jake Sankel and his experience with him, which was a few years. I uh, was very happy with what Jake Sankel did with him, how he helped him develop, and had nothing but great things to say about how he can help these Florida Gators develop. Because there, there have been times, I also want to say, it is so utterly ridiculous. I'm sorry if the camera's shaking. I'm like leaning on the desk right now because I need to get in close to tell you guys how utterly ridiculous it is that the Florida Gators, an SEC program with multiple national championships, with access, we'll say access, uh, to a lot of money, can't get the strength and conditioning program part down. Like can't get the nutrition part of this down either. It's it's just been a colossal failure. Where you look at the Dan Mullen days, and you look at how players would maybe gain fat, not really gain a ton of muscle, and then you look at what's been going on in the two years under Billy Napier, is that. It hasn't been as bad. It hasn't been as egregious. Like we're not we're not hearing stories of players not getting uh, what they need physically and, and and all that. But it's insane to me <laughs> that this program has to continually make changes here to something like the nutrition program. I get it. N- nutrition, body science, physical science is something that's always changing. It is a forever changing thing every week. This food's good for you. Then the next week, it's bad for you. The next week, you're going to die if you don't eat it. Um, And and it gets crazy there. But it's insane to me that this is a program that just can't get these things down. I like the Jake Sankal hire. I do. And and I've said it. I spoke to someone who 
him, the fact that he was a Florida Gator isn't really relevant. Um, but but was a Florida Gator, was a Washington commander for years with Jake Sankal as, as heading up their nutrition program. And he had nothing but great things to say. And keep in mind, someone who, well, that would play with six, four NFL franchises throughout his career. Nothing but great things to say about this guy here uh, in, in Jake Sankel. So I will take it with, thank God that you made a change. And, and the Kelsey Gomes, uh, or Kelsey Gomes, is not, not leading the UF nutrition program anymore. I know that that was a big thing for like a big joke for people because that was the first move I think made with this uh, with this Florida Gators team of uh, of any changes with the strength and conditioning staff, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, well, you you solved it." The person who made the smoothies need you to know that this is a much bigger thing than just the person. I like I know that we're poking fun, but it's way more serious than just the person who makes smoothies. I'm looking at people like with the new strength conditioning staff. And he, and here's the thing also that they're always going to be tied together. Jake Sankal, Craig Fitzgerald, whoever does what they're both going to get the credit or they're both going to get the blame. So when you look at players who physically need change made, I, I'm looking at the two outliers that I think of where on the, he needs to gain weight front. I look at, Aiden Mizell, and I look at this strength and conditioning staff, and I say, hey, he's a speed demon. You need to put some weight on him, but not sacrifice that speed. And I look at the other extreme here of Desmond Watson, who for two coaching staffs now, three seasons, has struggled to get his weight down, which again, if you can play at that weight and you can function fine and the staff says you're good to go, then hell man, go do it. I don't think that's the case though. I think they play him, but I, I don't think that they necessarily thrilled with his weight just not dropping to the extent that they wanted it to drop. And so I think that I'm going to look at Desmond Watson of, hey, you've got to be able to function, keep that power because he, he's a big dude. And I know a lot of people want to talk about his size and his weight. He plays with power. Okay. So you got to keep that power. But if you lose a bit of weight, if we can trim some of that fat and convert it to muscle, you can become an actual threat, not just you're, you're plugging the gap. You can become an actual threat as a football player. And so I'm looking for those two big changes. Like, like those obviously won't be the only things I'm looking at. But I think that those two outliers are going to help us determine if these were the right hires. Because again, Florida hasn't been able to get these hires right for multiple regimes. This is not just a Billy Napier thing. This is multiple regimes now have not been able to get a strength and conditioning program together that will consistently find success. Consistency is key here, and Florida has not had consistency for, well, some time. Um, we will talk about which, which position groups, I think, get the biggest benefit from this, or which, again, will be the determining factors in success. We'll talk about those in a second. I think it's pretty obvious, but before we talk about those guys, 
Today's episode of Locked On Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders. That, by the way, I parlayed uh, UNLV plus 12.5 with uh, the over 64.5, and the over smashed. UNLV cut the lead to 13, then went for two and didn't get it, and that's why I lost. It broke my heart, Vernon Marion. I tried to just go, you know what? Go, go, Gators. Let's do it. Uh, and it didn't work. Visit FanDuel.com slash on, kick off the NFL season, and remember that FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free reviews in the podcast. And I, I don't think it necessarily is a surprise to anybody that the area where the Florida Gators will benefit the most from hiring Jake Sanko, hiring Craig Fitzgerald, and whatever changes they may make. Help hiring Craig Fitzgerald, hiring Jake Sanko, removing Mark Hockey. Those three changes. I don't think it surprises anybody that the position group that succeeds the most or, or position groups would be the trenches. You look at the offensive line, you look at uh, the defensive front, I want to say, because I'm going to include Jack Linebacker there, and I know a lot of people don't like to include that as a defensive line because they're standing up. Um, it's a hybrid 4-2-5. You count them. It's, it's as simple as that. Um, but those are the biggest guys because you look at the amount of times during the 2023 season that the Florida Gators trench players just got blown off the line of scrimmage was wild. It, it was insane. You look at, and not even just the line of scrimmage, honestly, throughout the whole season, the, the players just got pushed around and bullied. But you look at the amount of times that Kentucky, Kentucky, like this isn't Georgia. It's not Bama. We're talking about Kentucky just went there and was more physical than you and moved you out of their path while Ray Davis just bye every single time it happened. And it was just incredible to me to look at an SEC defensive line get bullied, mauled, assaulted. Just the amount of times that an offensive line, and again, not even an elite offensive line, I could live with it if it's Georgia. I wouldn't be happy, but I could live with it if it's Georgia, if it's Bama, if it's, hell, Ohio State, if it's even one of those schools where it's like, yeah, we don't have superstars, but we've always got a good offensive line. Like if it's like Wisconsin or Iowa, like I could deal with losing those battles. But it was Kentucky, South Carolina, uh, Missouri, just manhandling you at the line of scrimmage. Help Florida State. Do you remember? I think it was the last time Max Brown got sacked against Florida State. 
Do you remember how it happened? Because I very, very vividly remember what happened. I remember Damian George at the snap taking his drop and then Jared Verse, Florida State edge rusher, throwing Damian George into Max Brown. Damian George sacked Max Brown. It's as simple as that. I got bullied there. Bullied. Both sides bullied Florida. Far too often. You look at, I think it was the Florida State game as well. Uh, a running back, lead blocking, and pummels Derek Wingo into the ground. Um, you look at j- just the sheer amount of times that you just could not get anything going for your offense. I, look at the Charlotte game. The Charlotte game, I get it. A lot of people, for them, that was like the last straw of we need an offensive coordinator. This is ridiculous. We scored 22 points against Charlotte. You know what bothered me about that? Not that the offensive scheme wasn't creative enough. Not that it wasn't consistent enough. No, what bothered me and drove me up a freaking wall was that it's Charlotte. You should be able to, and I get it, their transfer portal classes both years have been great for Charlotte. Haven't been great, period, but been great for Charlotte. You have an SEC offensive line. You should be able to run inside zone and score every single drive against Charlotte. And Charlotte wasn't doing anything crazy defensively. They were just holding their own and making stops. Florida's offensive line couldn't dominate Charlotte. The only team that they truly, absolutely dominated, McNeese State. You look at the Arkansas game, the amount of times that K.J. Jefferson just ate a hit or just ran through a soft tackle. Yeah, <laughs> changes were needed, obviously. I'm, I'm looking to the trenches to be that big indicator of, all right, get right, because if you have another year of just piss-poor trench play, big dog, let me tell you, Billy Napier, just pack it in, because you're not winning. If, if your trenches suck for a, another year, just pack it in because you're not winning enough to maintain your job. And it's as simple as that. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. Maybe we'll be back later today. There might be some news coming out today um, that obviously I'm not home. If you're watching this, I'm, I'm clearly not home right now. But if that news hits, Maybe lockdown now. If I'm here, uh, if, if I'm here and I'm situated, then maybe we go live. If news hits, I'd be very thrilled for it. Uh, lockdown your subtext listeners, you know what I'm talking about. And then if you're not a subtext person, you probably still know what I'm hinting at. Uh, for lockdown gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at wns underscore brandon. Uh, find all my written work at Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. And as always, I will see you all when I see you.